and welcome to episode 28 of the No Nonsense Leadership Podcast. Today, we're talking about working for a toxic boss. I mean, honestly, is there a worse person to work for? Anyway, that's what we'll get into in just one second. Welcome to the No Nonsense Podcast. On this show, I help new managers become more confident leaders, and I do this with no nonsense sense, if that makes any sense. And assuming it does, get your coffee, because the show will start. Now, just so you know, I ain't playing when I say get your coffee, because mine's hot, sitting in my nice Yeti mug. Not sponsored, but geez, if you have a few extra bucks, whatever Yeti makes, I buy. No, I don't live that life. But the mugs, the tumblers, that is how I survive my keeping my caffeine warm because I don't always drink it so fast. But okay, listen, I'm wasting your time. <laughs> get your caffeine, get it in a Yeti. But today we're talking about working for a toxic boss and how you're going to survive. But first, what, how would you describe a toxic boss? When you think, you know, as I'm saying toxic boss, I'm thinking bosses who bully staff or even just bully other, you know, contributors. Um, they're, they're combative, not competitive, combative. They want to argue for everything. They're manipulative. They gaslight. They're insulting. They are glory hogs. I mean, I don't know. Did I miss anything here? This is a, a, a killer list from what I've worked with and people that I avoid working with now. But understand that, you know, you if you work for these people, there's a good chance that you're going to feel hopeless. You're going to feel trapped. Like, how do I even shake such a person? How do I get rid of it? Them. I'm not like, yo, get rid of them. Like swimming with the fishes. I mean, <laughs> move on in your life. This is what we need to do. In my opinion and in my experience is you need to make a plan first. Are you going to stay or are you going to leave? And there is no shame in leaving. I find it interesting. I find it difficult to hear when people say, you know, I'm not a quitter. I'm not just going to quit because of this person. I get that. But if you are a career employee, how many years do you want to waste working for some garbage boss? Again, I'm not telling you just quit, you know, take this job and shove it, but making a plan, you don't have to stay in that job. Even if you're in a small town, start networking. I know people that have what I have understood to be crappy jobs, but they live in a small town and they refuse to go 20 kilometers, 30 kilometers to a bigger town with more opportunity. To me, that is, I don't know, like that's like 1940s kind of stuff. Like we can a 30 kilometer commute is nothing, at least in my, from what I'm used to, but make a plan. Are you going to stay? And if so, we'll figure out how to deal with this person. But also 
Are you going to go? Because either way you decide, understand that there is a sense of control even though you can't control how this person acts. So if you've chosen to stay, I want you to really look at that. That was a decision that you made. You're not allowing a toxic boss to make this decision. You've chosen. So how can we, if you've chosen to stay, how can we make working for a toxic boss a little bit easier? One thing you can do, and this is going to probably rub you wrong. It's going to go or feel like it should go against every fiber in your body, but help your boss look good. Work hard and stand out as their ace. Meaning, if you do such a great job that you make them look good, there's a couple of things that could happen. One, they don't want to pick on you because you are a top performer. They don't want to bother you because you might make them start to look bad. Because if you're able to provide all the data, all the sheets, all the information, whatever it is, when they need, before they need it, they then will need you. That will help you stay out of trouble. You know, you could, instead of making the boss look good, you could also just put your head down and not be noticed which is fine for a period of time. But I mean, come on, do we want to just eke our way through life and go to work where we spend majority of our time trying not to be noticed? I don't know. That doesn't sound like a great plan, but it could get you by. The next thing is don't get sucked in. Toxic bosses, in my experience, they, the sons of guns, they love drama. So if they can gaslight you and get a rise out of you where you're like, no, this is unacceptable, they will jump on that and they will just demolish you. They will try at least to demolish you. And that's not good. You don't want to be a target. Also, don't get the toxic bosses. They tend to, um, they tend to spread rumors and gossip. Don't get in on it. Don't feed the beast. If you know something's true or not true, honestly, these toxic bosses will try to drag you in so that it's your conversation. Meanwhile, they're just planting seeds. They're just, you know, did you see what Cheryl did? They don't know what Cheryl did. They're just seeing if you know, and if you can fill them in with some dirt and then they'll go gossip and they're like, no, no, Mike said, now you're in the middle of it. If your name's Mike, like me, but anyway, but also when talking about not getting dragged into it, what you need to do though, is you still need to be polite and you still need to have like small chit chat. Don't offer things that can be used against you or that can be used against others, but do not shy away from polite cafe chats. Um, you know, that's a, it's a great way to survive. The next thing that you want to do, and I've said this in many videos, is you want to keep records. You want to write down everything that's being said. Because it may come to a point, and we want to, in my opinion, we want to avoid HR because HR's job 
is to keep the company safe, not to keep the management team safe or the employees. Whoever causes the problem becomes a liability. But you do want to have your notes. You want to have, uh, you know, witnesses. Who was there? This is what you want to write down in your notes. What happened? What did they say? What did they not say? What did they do? What did they imply? Who was there that heard it, saw it, understood it? Make sure there's a date with this too. Because at the end of the day, you know, if you make the decision, this enough's enough, I'm going to HR, fully knowing that they may not be on your side, but you've, you've decided I'm standing up for myself today. This is enough. Your boss is going to say you're lying. Your boss is going to say that didn't happen. I never said it that way. Oh, I was just joking. I can't believe how sensitive you are. No, I have notes with dates, times, and specifics. I also have witnesses as to who saw, who heard, whatever it might be. This is something that will help you. More so if I'm, I'm thinking like, again, I don't trust HR for nothing, but if you are a unionized employee, at least you would have the union going to bat for you and they could go up against HR and this, um, this toxic boss of yours. So you want to have these notes so that your union reps or whoever is representing you can have something to go and explain what uh, has happened. Now, the next thing that you need to understand is that unfortunately, your boss, they can have an impact on your career. I know people that have lost their jobs. I know people that have lost their promotions. So what this means is that I want you to keep the your eye on the prize so to speak. Meaning, what is it that you want to accomplish while you're at work? Are you looking for the promotion? Are you looking for a new job? Are you looking for a referral for that new job? What this means is that sometimes you may have to keep your head down. You may have to bite your tongue. I am one full honesty here. I do have a hard time biting my tongue and I'm finding it's getting harder as I get a little bit older and I have more opinions. Not that these are facts, not that that's right, but they're my opinions. So I do have to work on keeping them to myself sometimes, because like I said, your boss, they can have an impact on your career. And then Another thing to understand is that, you know, it's not necessarily forever. When I was at the airport, I outlasted four big bosses at the airport. And these people, in my humble opinion, did not know how to run a company, did not know how to deal with employees, myself included. Um, but I bit my tongue sometimes. I put my head down when I didn't want to get involved and I was able to make it so that these people, their true colors were shown to the world or at least shown to, you know, head office and they were moved or removed from the company. So just because you have a crap boss now does not mean that that boss is going to stay there forever. And to wrap it up with the first point, if you make them look good, 
you could actually help them get a promotion, which, you know, I'm thinking, well, that sucks. I'm helping them get a better job and them get more money, but I'm also getting them out of my hair. I'm also just getting my life back to normal, my workday back to normal. So those are just a few things that you can do if you're working with or for a toxic boss. I think the most powerful thing that you can do is you choose. Are you going to stay or are you going to leave? Because with that choice, you have to deal with the consequences, both good and bad. But for myself, when I choose to be in a situation, at least I have some ownership of that. At least I feel a sense of control. And that's made it so that bosses in the past haven't bothered me as much because I'm choosing to work with your, I don't even want to say, but I'm choosing to work with these people. Anyway, that's it for today's podcast. I hope you got some value. Grab the show notes because there is a link for a free guide of 14 things that all leaders must know. So make sure you've got that guide and I'll see you or talk to you in the next episode.